0: Welcome into the news for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal Saints here alongside Justin Barney. Justin, the Jaguars have been so quiet during the offseason. The, the most noise we've heard from the team this offseason has been the sound of uh, Trevor Lawrence's first pitch at the jumbo shrimp game hitting the, the catcher's mitt. That, that's about it. That's I, the, I,
1: I loved it. I loved it. And He threw 50 cent out to, to dry too in the process. <laughs> it was great to see that from Trevor Uh, Jumbo shrimp season is here. Trevor good to be a part of it. Awesome to see him kind of engage with the fans like that.
0: Yeah, no, it was funny. He said that was his first jumbo shrimp game. It was a really good first pitch. I mean, he did, it was a little high, but that's all right. He had some heat on it. He threw it from the mound. It got across the plate. We're good. So uh, definitely he does throw things for a living. So maybe the bar is a little bit higher for him than than a guy like 50 cent or something, but that's all right. So uh, after Trevor threw out that pitch, we did get a chance to talk with him a little bit. He uh, told us that. He's already th- got a chance to throw some passes with Calvin Ridley, but he's really excited for what the future will bring for Evan Ingram. And he hopes that it's more than just this uh, single year on the franchise tag. That was a big you know, priority for us this offseason season. And um, so to have him back, at least for this year and hopefully longer moving forward, I mean, that's, that's ideal. And just you saw kind of what he did to our offense this last season and how he came on towards the end of the year and um, I think we've really figured out you know how to use them the right way and i think we've we've kind of he's helped us a ton and we've maximized what he can do and just to keep building on that there's still more out there for him that's the exciting part is you look at his numbers and they were great and they were some of the best numbers for jacksonville tight ends ever and for him but i feel like he really didn't even catch on until the last back half of the season so to look at having a full year of that it's really exciting and the sky's the limit and just for our offense too Yeah, you know, Trevor kind of nails it on that though. You know, Evan Ingram did kind of catch fire late in the season, so if he could do that and sustain it through a full year, those numbers would be really nice, right?
1: And and I think that kind of segues into draft conversation. You know, I I think you have to uh, plan for a future even beyond Evan Ingram. One year deal right now with the franchise tag, no long-term extension, but Evan really, I mean, he came on from a game, a week about seven onward. He was just such a big part of that offense. And that is just something that they've lacked. I mean, it tells you everything you need know, to know about that Jaguars tight end position historically has been bad and evan ingram set the franchise exactly (laughs) set the franchise record set all the way back it feels like at the turn of the century by kyle brady and you want to keep that going and i think it will i think that the year two of evan ingram i think year two of trevor and that doug peterson offense is going to be sensational i do think Mm -hmm. they need some more help at tight end in the draft
0: yeah and you know it's just a question of the kind of player you get because it's tough to to say all right well i'm going to invest in A player that's exactly like Evan Ingram who will eventually be his replacement because then you know the two of them can't play together. Mm -hmm. So now you've kind of got a copy-paste kind of player, which is what some of the players that are at tight end that would be in that range for that first round pick are. Very similar play styles. It would be tough for the two of them to coexist, which is fine if you just see a guy who needs to be brought along slowly as a rookie, I guess. Yeah, You
1: know, you look at their arrangements last year at tight end. Evan Ingram and Chris Manhertz were the kind of the uh, the yin and yang in, yeah. in a sense because you had the blocking of all Although trivia question caught Trevor Lawrence's first NFL touchdown. Not right. Would have not picked that one in Vegas. Uh, it, but you got Luke Farrell there too. Not again. Not a guy who's gonna you know light it up from a score. May get three or four receptions a year kind of guy. Um, but again, you talk about copy and paste. Do you? Do you go with like a Dalton Kincaid, a pass catcher in the draft? Or do you go with a more complete tight end, a Michael Mayer? Or you just blow it up and you, you, you go a, a Washington from Georgia, Darnell Washington? You just really wanted and- to
0: mention Michael <laughs> Mayer. If you've been listening to the News for Jags podcast, you know... He is all aboard the draft Michael Mayer train. I'm aboard the Michael Mayer train. I am completely <laughs> off of it. So we're polar opposites <laughs> here when it comes to Michael Mayer. That is the only reason he went, the all-around tight end Michael Mayer. Come, it,
1: come he's, it, we've, we've talked about the, the tight end uh, position. Again, it, <laughs> it's a position that needs to be addressed, sure, addressed whether sure. in free agency, they haven't done that free agency, no. or the draft. And I expect a, if not a first-round pick on there, I expect a day two pick on tight end, I think you really need to address that position. Again, we, we've talked about this on the podcast before. You have to be, if you're Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson, thinking a step or two ahead. You know, if Evan Ingram doesn't have that big season, doesn't build off this uh, this the franchise tag kind of season, if you don't see that performance out of Evan Ingram, he's going to price himself out of Jacksonville. Sure. And you need a guy to kind of replace that. And it's never bad to draft and develop a player. And I, I think in a position like that, Doug Peterson, tight ends have historically been overutilized or utilized exceptionally well in uh, you know in Philadelphia. So I think you have to draft and and develop that tight end. I don't know if that's Darnell Washington, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer. Uh, what do you do with that position in the draft? Again, I think it has to be you know, it has to be addressed somewhat early. For agency has been a little bit of blah this year, a little bit of blah, but we we knew that going in.
0: Hey, Sam Laporta will be there late in the draft. You know, Iowa has a pretty good history with tight ends, Just saying. He could probably play pretty well, that and he's true. not a first-round pick like Michael Mayer. <laughs> that's,
1: that's true. Hey, but Michael, you know Michael Mayer. All the mocks I'm seeing, Michael Mayer is in that first round. I, the recent Todd McShay ESPN draft had the Jaguars passing on Michael Mayer, and that. Michael Mayer going to the Cowboys a few picks later. Look so at that. Huh. they did. Michael Mayer, you know, wasn't picked by the Jags, but Dalton Kincaid was in Todd McShay's more recent draft. And again, that's an Evan Ingram type of copy and paste player. Yeah. He's more yeah. of that, that receiving tight end and not that blocking tight end like a, a, a Darnell Washington would be right. in terms of a, you know, he's more of a Chris Manhurts with an Evan Ingram, a side of Evan Ingram. Uh, the Washington. uh the yeah, Washington's
0: like he ate Chris Manhurts and Evan Ingram and grew to be a giant. No, I like Dalton Kincaid. I don't have a problem with that pick, but like Dalton Kincaid, I think can be a very impactful pro. He's a good pass catcher. The problem comes into play of uh, how could you coexist? Like, how does that improve your team now? Because you say, all right, well, we have Evan Ingram, and we're paying Evan Ingram, so we're going to play Evan Ingram, but we just spent a first-round pick on a guy that's very similar to Evan Ingram. The ability to put the two of them on the field together is going to be few and far between because mm-hmm. neither one of them is, like, an abnormally big guy. Neither one of them is a, a what you would call a, a, an above-average blocker for the position. Right um I'm, I'm not even sure if Dalton Kincaid right now is an average blocker for the position so you can't, can't put the two of them out like you can't mm-hmm. roll them out there in a two tight end set and say all right the defense has to respect that we could run the ball the defense is like I wish you would run the ball yeah, please. Exactly. so that's the, that's the problem where I come into play when it's, you start Throwing guys like Dalton Kincaid, I like Dalton Kincaid as a player. I don't know that the fit's there.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. And again, that's a um, but that's short term. That's short. That, to me, it's, if you get a Dalton Kincaid there, you're not expecting Evan Ingram in your long term plans because right. those players are very, very similar. And I don't know if you draft a Dalton Kincaid and pair him with an Evan Ingram because again, the chances for those two guys to be on the field together at the same time, unless you're just thinking longer term, you know, two or three years out with Dalton Kincaid being here a More economical option than Evan Ingram. So again, I think that's uh, that's um, you know up for consideration. I do think tight end sure. is, is a is a heavy emphasis in this draft.
0: And I, that, this is a very good tight end draft, so it makes sense to do that because you should be able to get a player. I like a lot of the tight ends. I don't like Michael Mayer. Not. I, I don't <laughs> get me wrong. I don't not like Michael Mayer. I like Michael Mayer, just not as a first round pick. Right. I think he, I think his. Ceiling is lower, but he has an extremely high floor. He is a single kind of player. And the Jaguars still need to at least swing for a double. Kincaid could be a double. The only thing I don't like about Kincaid is being like a redshirt year kind of guy. He's already 23, so then you're 24 before you get him on the field. Um as opposed you can go with some of these other guys that are going to come into the league at 2021 20, yeah. and if they have to redshirt a little bit later on in the draft then you still get them in their prime as Ma- opposed he's kind of starting already to get there.
1: Makes sense. I I, I hear that argument there and um you know my thinking is, has changed a little bit in terms of what the Jaguars are going to do with that first round pick in okay. free agency. You off Michael Mayer? <laughs> and not totally off Michael Mayer, but um I think a lot of people have said, you know, you look at mock draft season and a lot of those picks have tilted towards offensive line in that, you know, in that first sure. with that first round. I mean, people make the assumption, want Taylor's gone, you need a right tackle. I don't think that. I mean, Walker Little, to me, is the the natural guy at that right tackle position. And some of the, you know, some of the recent – stopgap position signees jacksonville has signed a couple guys in free agency in the past few days um let's see josh wells offensive tackle former jaguar mm-hmm. who's uh, who's done well he's coming off an injury uh from the bucks and then chandler brewer another offensive kind of a another stopgap guy mm-hmm. but again a, a guy who could be a swing tackle kind of guy so you're adding depth on that offensive line maybe a, a Day two pick, day three for sure. Offensive line invest in that, but you know maybe in day two on a guard, Osiris Torrance possibly. Um, I just don't think tackle is that primary target in that first round, like some people have leaned towards, because mm-hmm. I think you've got Cam Robinson coming off an injury, but he's paid like a, a big-time left tackle. And he should be ready and, to go. Yeah, and, and Walker Little, a second-round pick who is – Ascending player. Who is, again, got his snaps yeah. and, and played well for Cam Robinson last year. He's been kind of a swing tackle guy. So those two guys, I think you're set right there. So sure. I do think that, you know, for people mocking all these tackles to the, to the Jaguars, I just don't get that
0: here's my place where I'm torn, and, and, and I can't be the only one that feels this way. You got Trevor Lawrence here, right? And you have this young, fantastic quarterback, and the goal is to put as much talent around him as possible. Mm-hmm. But the Jaguars have missed so badly over the years on building their defense, they constantly are putting their resources, first round picks, mm-hmm. into improving that defensive unit. Uh, you saw last year, two first round picks into improving the defense, and they and we're still talking about it this year, where it's like, oh, they need help on defense, yep. okay, so in the draft they have to, but you have this quarterback that you want to just surround with as much talent as possible, so there's like two sides of the coin, it's like, do you put more talent on the defense and hope you can make them eat at least consistently serviceable mm-hmm. so they can get you through the playoffs, or do you just say... Trevor's our guy let's surround him with as much talent as possible we can't just keep uh, investing resource after resource in the other side of the ball because uh, any investment in the offensive line is investment in Trevor Lawrence right end of the day so that's kind of where I've been torn as we kind of go through this draft process and I'm like okay who makes sense for the Jaguars it's like all right well the defense needs to improve in spaces and the offense has no like glaring re- weaknesses like I'm comfortable with the offense if the season needed to start right now. They have enough, they can roll the football out and play. There's some depth things that they, that can be improved, but that's across the team and every team has the same problems. But I, I see people throwing out the right tackle. Moving Walker Little into that spot is what the drag Jaguars oh, yeah. are doing. This is where Absolutely. they're at in the process where they're saying, hey, we're not gonna go out and pay other players. We're gonna develop our own guys. Walker Little is the poster child for that. So, right tackle, to me, is off the board. Uh, Unless, unless a a phenomenal player falls, which is possible. There are guys that are out there. Darnell Wright from Mm -hmm. Tennessee is a good player. Broderick Jones from Georgia, I don't think he'll be there either. I mean, if some kind of way, Peter Skronsky's still on the board, they they should run that pick in, too. There are guys that make sense in that spot. Will any of them be on the board? Will they be the best player on the
1: board? I don't know.
0: Uh, but I don't like, and I also don't think they'll go guard, but guard would be the spot where if you're looking to improve, maybe you improve that left guard spot.
1: And I, I I think that's a a plausible pick on day two. I I don't think Osiris Torrance, he's a, he's that guard. I don't think he's that pick 24, maybe trade down and and get him, but I just don't see that position um, as being that first round at 24 uh, at, at Osiris Torrance. This, this there. that I, positional value it, thing? I just but. don't. It's like running back. And um, you, know, you touched on the Jaguar struggles in drafting. I mean, you look at the 2020 drafts again, Caleb on Chase on, mm-hmm. CJ Henderson gone. Well,
0: 20 Sinault's gone too.
1: Yeah, it's uh, 21. Okay, we've got Trevor and you got Travis Etienne with that second. First round picks, this would be the third year. You know, last year was the third year they had two picks in that first round. You got mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd in the first round. Mm-hmm. You keep throwing these resources at that defensive place. I mean, you thought two first round picks in 2020 would still be making contributions for this team, would be a big part of this. I mean, C.J. Henderson was 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 trashed his second year. Jason is has been a huge bust. Yeah. Um, and Travis Etienne was and Trevor, you can't give him credit for those picks because those, to me, those are those are uh, picks that uh, I thought Etienne was a luxury pick. Um but you need those 2022 20, picks to step up and emerge. Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, it seems like he may be in a different position this year, maybe rushing the passer a little bit more um, in that uh, in that position. So you've got to. Got to hit on that pick this year, yes. for one. I mean, that goes without saying. It seems uh, mm-hmm. captain obvious. But again, Jacksonville has not done that no. nearly enough on those high picks in that situation. You look back the last time they were in a position like this, we were they were drafting with their pick this late in the draft was Taven Bryan and you thought you were maybe drafting for some depth and maybe a guy you could take some time with and Taven Bryan was not that so I think Jacksonville with this number 24 pick Mm -hmm. they've got to focus on I don't think offensive line I'm with you I, I just don't think offensive line unless there's a massive guy who drops and falls there I think tight end and I think cornerback or pass rush help are Post. the way you have to go with that position. So, um, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. Um, I, I see Brian Branch as is a is a guy that people are uh, mocking a lot to the Jaguars now. Sure. I, I don't necessarily agree with Brian Branch there, but you don't like
0: Brian Branch? Yeah. You like Michael Mayer, but you don't like Brian Branch? Why? I, I, uh,
1: how, how? How? Okay, go, go, give me your spiel on why you so, don't like Brian. Branch. So let's let's yeah, and and before I'll my before back. my spiel, spiel, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of these recent mock drafts and kind of show you where people are, are leaning on there. I got some, some recent ones here. so these are from this week. Uh, USA Today, Brian Branch, safety there. Uh, Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. Uh, Ian Valentino pro football Network, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, uh, CBS Sports, um, Kyle Stackpole, Drew Sanders, linebacker, Arkansas. CBS Sports, Emmanuel Forbes, corner, Mississippi State. Uh, Josh Edwards, CBS Sports, Cam Smith, South Carolina. We're um, getting to the, to the late March drafts. Uh, another 24 7 site here Blake Brockemeyer, Deontay Banks, Maryland. Pro Football Network, Michael Mayer. Um, Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network Analytics, Deontay Banks. Will Brinson, CBS Sports, Brian Breese from Clemson. Uh, Jason McIntyre, Fox Sport, Darnell Wright, another vote for him. Uh, Keith Sanchez, Darnell Wright, um, he's from the Draft Network. And uh, the last one here, Dro- Joe Broback, Pro Football Network, uh, Deontay Banks. So he's uh, cornerback, oh, rushing the passer, what is it? Um, as we look into <laughs> some more mock drafts, got more? All right, I've got some more mock drafts, and this is a little bit of, um, you know, of people that's a, a compilation of of some recent draft history, and okay. um, not re- recent draft history, mock draft history, sure. and the bulk of them, 18.1% of, of 35 mock drafts, mm-hmm. have picked Brian Branch going <laughs> to the Jaguars there. But do you need, is that, you know, you draft him as strictly as that nickel guy yes. at number one? Do you, I mean, he's yes. natural safety. Um, he's
0: going to play safety, and he's going to play nickel corner. You play nickel corner, you play your nickel defense like 60 to 70% of the time. Okay. He's going, like, so I can sit here and make you a pitch for B.J. Ogilari, a pass rusher out of LSU. I could probably convince you that he's the guy. He's a leader off the field. He has NFL bloodlines. He, he can help the pass rush. And you'd be okay with that, right? Yeah. This is a guy that's going to play like 40% of your defensive snaps, as opposed to Brian Branch, who, if he's your nickel corner, is going to pay 60 to 70% of your nickel snaps. Okay. Yes, yes, I could. I could 100% see spending a first-round pick on that guy. And then in a year from now, maybe you move on from Rayshawn Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. But if you do, then Branch becomes your full-time safety. But he still ends up playing the nickel corner spot 70% True. of the time he's on the field. And he's a guy who doesn't miss tackles. He's a, a solid coverage player. He's You're not having to worry about going big nickel, little nickel. He gives you flexibility from what you can do because he can – tackle he, he can cover you're good to go okay so you you're just in a three safety look the majority of the time rather than having three corners Is it
1: so yeah i uh, again brian branch i would not pick him there i see why i see the argument for that well why um, don't you like
0: brian branch
1: I, it's not i don't like him i i don't mind here,
0: here here's my hook i, I don't you. mind brian branch. and here, here's my here's my hook one thing that, that it should sell you you like Nick Saban? Yeah, of course. How how, how many? What's Nick Saban's specialty of coaching?
1: <laughs> He's a defensive guy. He's a defensive, defensive guy. guy.
0: There are not many players that Nick Saban trusts to play the amount of snaps and positions that he trusted Brian Branch to play.
1: I trust Nick. Saban. Okay, so you're <laughs> you're an advocate for Brian Branch. I am okay, adv- I'm a huge advocate. For okay, Brian I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through a couple of these other scenario. So Brian, right, we, Brant, Brian Branch was at 17% of these mock drafts going to the Jaguars. I'm through the roof. Run, okay. run the pick in. Let's go. Okay. So he, Jamal is, is up for it. So Brian Branch at 17% of these mock drafts. He's, he is in there. Okay. Number two pick, the number two guy going to the Jags in the mock draft. Yep. Offensive tackle. Anton Harrison. Again, oh, he's, and on okay. he's been mocked to the Jags quite a bit. And right after Anton, I like him as
0: a player, but I just don't like the position. Again, and
1: that's, I yeah. agree. Number three, very close to, to Anton Harrison, Darnell Wright, Tennessee. Like him as a player, don't like the position. And uh, the number four guy on that list is Cam Smith, cornerback from South Carolina. I don't mind that pick either. Um, Again, I, I don't. How do you not I like Ryan Branch but you like Cam Smith? <laughs> I don't mind that. I think, again, eventually it makes sense to you know draft and develop and maybe make, move on from Rayshon Jenkins. But I like, I like a guy I like a Cam Smith. I think we've done mocks before and, and had him. Um, but I to me, I think tight end, cornerback, defensive line help.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that there has to be at least a conversation about defensive line and the fact that the majority of these mocks, and I understand that when you're in the 20s, they're kind of things you get in mm-hmm. the weeds. People, nobody knows exactly how the first, you know, 15 picks are going to go, let alone every pick before the Jaguars. So it's going to depend on who's available at that time. Trent Bulky has a history of picking edge players. Go and take a look. The, the dude, yeah. that's, this is what he does. He drafts edge players in the first round. Why? Why does he draft edge players? Because they're expensive in free agency and the Jaguars can't afford them. Like Josh Allen, who has not been necessarily the most productive player, if the Jaguars are going to resign him, he is going to get a deal close to a hundred million
1: dollars. Look at I mean Jawan Taylor, perfect perfect example. Again, above average tackle. He was good for Jacksonville, but He's not a guy who you would deem elite, and he was one of the highest-paid right tackles in, in free agency And that's year. what
0: we talk about when we start talking about positional value. Like, Brandon Sheriff looks like a discount next to Jawan yeah. Taylor, and Brandon Sheriff has all pros next to his name. So that, that's the thing. When you start talking about young pass rushers, they don't become free agents. A guy like Trey Hendrickson hit the free agent market. wasn't very accomplished. Cincinnati had to pay through the roof to get him. It's worked out for the Bengals, yep. so you have to invest there. So Trent picks edge players because you can't get them otherwise. You either hit on it or you don't get them. Or you can get them old because there's some few, a few like old and somewhat accomplished guys that are still free agents. You can, might be able to do that.
1: But, I'm trying to think of the last edge rusher that Jacksonville got that was a good guy in that first round. I mean, they've not a
0: good player in the a, first a good round.
1: In- edge rusher I mean Tony Brackens and we're going way back I mean I it has been a long time since Jacksonville has plucked a dominant edge rusher in the first round I mean they traded up for I mean they traded up years ago to uh, to get the guy from Florida who was an absolute that. bust um, Carlos Dunlap was that Carlos Dunlap it it that's it was not Carlos no, Dunlap no, no. it was not it Derek was, Harvey is who, Carvey was, who yeah. I'm thinking about. Derek Harvey is who I'm thinking about. Yeah. So was it Carlos Dunlap? Dunlap, actually worked Dunlap out. has actually been good, but <laughs> yeah. you
0: know, Car- I mean, they we got Derek Harvey. You can go Dante Fowler. That didn't work. Either. Well, Fowler's had success elsewhere. Elsewhere, he yeah, just, but his, his shining I mean, moment the, in,
1: in Jacksonville last, was a like, training camp fight, and he threw uh, he threw a bag of an old uh, you know a man into the into a retention pond. Uh, he just he did not do well. Yannick Gakwe, okay. That, that's the
0: last that's like value, pass That's a rusher. value pick. That's, a value, that's pick, a, value a value pick. That's a value pick. And it just worked
1: out. Um,
0: so there, there's definitely a need there. And that's yep. why there's always been a need there of finding pass rushers. And you can't find them on free agents without overpaying for guys. Yep. So And with the question around Josh Allen of, if he doesn't have a productive season this year, do you pay him because someone will? Yep. What do you do? So there's the possibility of picking a pass rusher. Plus, you add in the conversation that we've had, that the coaching staff and the, the team is having of where do you play Trayvon? Do you slide him more interior on passing downs? Do you continue to let him try and be that edge player? If the the vision is to play him more inside the way or hand in the dirt, a little bit more inside as an interior player, maybe even let him be a, a, a defensive tackle, rush defensive tackle on third downs, if that's the vision, then you need another defensive right. end who can rush. You need another edge guy. So first-round pick there. The fact that no one's talking about it tells you that the Jaguars are probably leaning towards it because they're they're going to talk. They're going to look at it. Like you got to look at Trent Bulky's track record. This is what the dude does. It's just what he does. He won't draft a wide receiver. He does not do that. Not in first <laughs> rounds, and for good reason. He was burned once, but he,
1: by, a, by a Parker grad. By, by a the Parker way, grad. When he was in he, San Francisco, he he,
0: he was burned. He was, <laughs> it was bad, but he does draft edge players. So. Uh, you know, guys like B.J. Ojolari. I mean, Kalijah Kansi should be in the conversation. I like him as a player. Is he on the board? I don't know. I mean, if Miles Murphy, before he worked out, I thought he might slide. He worked out the other day at Clemson's, or, or at his pro day, and he basically mm. copied and pasted Trayvon Walker's numbers. If somehow that dude's on the board, I guarantee you Trent Balky's drafting him. He's going to be like, yeah, we'll figure it out. We don't know where he's going to play, but we'll make him. We'll teach him football. Um, I mean, Brian Brzee, mm-hmm. he's a guy who, who has all of the, like, Features that Mm -hmm. Trent Baalke loves in a a defensive lineman. He would make a ton of sense because the Jaguars do need depth. They need impact at that defensive line group because they have a lot of guys. Right. And you can project that. Like Roy Robertson Harris is a really good player. Is he a six sack player?
1: Right. No. 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 He's he's
0: like a three, four sack a year kind of guy. But that's what his career says he is. That's not saying I don't like Roy. I like Roy. Nice guy, good player on the field, but he has never put up prolific he is, he sack numbers.
1: You know the Dewan Smoot case is interesting to me. He's still unsigned. I think you bring him back. He's I think you've to got to bring your on the back. list again. But, but again, he's
0: a six sack kind of guy. Right? I he's mean, a, he, he's a, he is. Six.
1: He is dependable. He's been he's very been dependable. Been. I, I like Dewan. I hate that he got injured because that really yeah. torpedoed a, an expensive payday for Dewan and free agency. Jacksonville would have not been able to afford him. Had he been healthy throughout mm-hmm. that playoff run and everything, he would have been a, an Arden Key kind of guy. He would have gotten paid. Somebody uh, would have paid Somebody yeah. would have paid Arden Key. Again, pass rusher, young, you know, very dependable. He's been mm-hmm. very consistent in Jacksonville. But, yeah, Jacksonville needs some kind of help, you know, unless they get that out of Devin Lloyd this year, unless they get some kind of production um, from a guy from last year. And, and Jordan Smith, I mean, he's still, he's still around, Jordan
0: Smith is a guy that makes sense. Again, we start talking about this draft and develop. He's a Trent Bulky draft pick. Yep. He's been here, the, the the ceiling was always high on him, but the floor was kind of low. I mean, I remember seeing Jordan Smith when he came in at training camp, I was like, dude, looks like a safety. I mean, he's like 6'6", but he's like, well, he was wire thin. He's put on some weight since then, so we'll see. Last year he tore the ACL so early on, we really never got to see enough mm-hmm. of him to figure out where he was at in the process. So maybe he's a guy who can come in and contribute, Uh, because the the Jags do like what they have from him. Now, as we kind of talk about the draft, they could add that edge player a little later on. One of the guys that's taken a draft visit with the team, Byron Young, an edge player from Tennessee. Really cool story about how he got to the University of Tennessee. If you don't know it, you should check it out. Dude was like working at like a family dollar (laughs) after uh, because he didn't get the offers he wanted. Decided he was going to go try out for like the Georgia military college football team. Did that, worked out. Met, lands at the University of Tennessee and he's the kind of character guy that Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson want because he loves football and they want those guys that are, that are passionate about the game and that's who they're going to look to bring in.
1: If I could give you right now, if position wise, your first three picks in the draft, what positions are you targeting with that first round pick, your second round pick, and your third?
0: I'd go tight end in the third, okay. I'd go corner in the second, I'd go D-line in the first.
1: Okay. I, I would mix that up a little bit. I may go, uh, I may go tight end in the first or defensive line in the first, um, or I, I would go, I would flip those two. I would go, you know, tight end first round, defensive line second round, or flip them. Defensive line first round, tight end second round, right. and then and then secondary help in that third round. And
0: let me tell you why I picked the or I picked him, tight end because I think this draft is extremely deep at tight end. There are players there that make sense later on. I like Sam Laporta. I don't think he goes before. Definitely not before the second round. Probably they're available in the third round. He's a guy who would make sense. Iowa tight end. He's caught a ton of passes. A little bit shorter, stockier kind of guy, but he can block, catch passes, run a bunch of routes. He could be a steal. Um, I said corner in the second because this is a good corner class, mm-hmm. and I think you can. I don't think the gap between what you get at 24 and what they'll get in that second round pick. Is wide enough that I would put off taking edge because the gap between the edge player you can get there Mm -hmm. at 24 and the edge player they'd get in the second round is is relatively wide because a lot of those guys will be picked over. You're going to be picking from the rest, so that's why I did the order I did is because I see there's
1: value and and I don't see. I mean, either of us taking an offensive tackle on those first three round picks, even you know the mocks are heavy skill heavy slanted towards that. But I just don't see that value right there with Walker Little and Cam Robinson there. You, I, you've got to address it in the draft, Here, but I don't think you're, you're talking yeah. a massive value pick on a tackle early on.
0: You should always use your middle rounds to make sure you have offensive line depth and defensive line depth every year. So that way you have developing players on your roster. The only way. The only way I would take, and this is just me, all right. the only way I would take an offensive lineman with that first round pick is if Peter Skoronsky starts to fall. Peter Skoronsky is good. He is going to be a, 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 a blue chip guard and probably a very good tackle either position he wants to play. If some reason teams get spooked because he does have shorter arms and he just starts to stock torpedoes and falls, I'd run the pick in. And they can play him at guard. They could play him at right tackle. He could play left tackle if Cam got hurt. He is a versatile player. He's a smart player. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good pick, a very good NFL player. And he, but the reason I say that is because he's one of the considered pretty universally one of the top offensive linemen on the board. So if he was on the board, you just run the pick in and say, all right,
1: come on. <laughs> it, it's kind of like when you know the Jalen Carter situation was unfolding. Yeah, uh, it, he had fallen in quite a few mock drafts, and you and I talked a few episodes ago about it. Jalen Carter gets. To that 17 to 20 range do you entertain a thought of trading up and that seems to have stabilized a little bit as agent joe rosen rosenhaus has said that they're not taking any visits with teams outside the top 10 so there must be a vibe that jalen has stabilized a little bit now he's got a- Court situations and stuff uh, straightened out. But, again, another player like that, yeah. you know, if, if they start to fall, they always do in the draft. There's always a guy or There's two who falls. And, again, you always got the Raiders making some mm-hmm. odd pick, uh, Cleveland Farrell or something like that, where, and nobody has him even projected to yeah. go. Like a Tyson Oluwalu for the Jaguars fans mm-hmm. where he was picked 10th overall and you had no idea where he even played at or who he was. So you always got those situations. I don't think it's going to be Jalen Carter, even though it, appeared at some point it could. Um, and I don't know if, if Peter Skronsky's is going to fall that far. No,
0: no, I don't think he will. I mean, if he did, like I said, I'd run the pick in and just look. don't look back at it. Um, but that's the only way I'd go offensive line. I mean, there there's some other athletes that are in the conversation, but fringe conversation that makes sense. But I, if it was me and I'm looking at offensive line in that first round, the only way I'd do it is if it's a guy that I'm like, he's going to roll in and he could be a pro bowler as yep. a rookie. It's mean, the they, only way. Because I, I, I have to see it as an upgrade and to move past one of my guys. If the goal is to draft and develop, which is every NFL right. team's goal, Walker Little has shown yep. in his limited playing time, he's been invested in the locker room, a good guy, locker room citizen. I mean, at some point, you got to give this dude a shot. Right. Or you're just going to let him walk. Second-round pick, be too. People yeah, don't it, realize he was yeah, a second-round pick. It's not like he wasn't a right. high investment. So at some point, the dude's got to play. Yeah. And then that left guard spot, like Ben and Tyler Shatley weren't bad. Could you upgrade there? Sure. sure. Yeah. You could. But can you considerably, they drafted Luke Fortner, what, third round last year? Yeah, and starter. He started they, every game. Yeah, great. So you want me to say, I'm going to pick a guard in the first round, and I picked the center last year in the third round.
1: Yeah, so, important. I mean, you can make an argument that he was the most consistent rookie last year. Started every game. And Trevor loved him. And again, third round guy. you Get that often. Not a premium position. That center position, and he yeah. did extremely well. So I, I think you look at offensive line depth, unless you talk about one of those guys falling, those blue chip kind of guys, uh, you know, the Broderick Jones, the mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Peter Skoronsky kind of guys falling to them. Again, there's always a guy that falls in the draft, and that maybe a, a conversation you have on draft night if you see one of those guys slip, but. I'm thinking again, tight end, defensive line, um, pass rush help some kind of way, and then cornerback in, in, in that kind of order.
0: All right, hey, that's fair. We, we look at things differently, but that's why we have these conversations is to kind of see, get a, a different perspectives on how the thing could unfold. Uh, we still have a little bit less than a month till the draft. We're trying to catch up with a few of the lo- different local guys that have a chance to get picked. Maybe we'll bring you some of the, some of their stories here on the podcast in the future as we kind of kind of gear down and get ready for the draft. Who knows? Maybe the Jaguars can keep some of these guys at home, yep. play in front of the home crowd. They already got Shaq Quarterman, and they brought back Darius
1: Williams. It never hurts when you got a hometown guy. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I mean, to me, uh, Will Mallory Ooh. in round four or five. Oh, uh, you don't want him in the first round. Though. Not, not in the first round. But again, Will Mallory, he's a sleeper pick. I saw him play. He was on our News for Jacks All Twenty Five team. Is one of the best tight ends in the last twenty five years. Yeah. The guy had a had a sleeper kind of career at Miami. One of the top receiving tight ends in program history there. So again, a sleeper pick in round four or five. Maybe a lot of the local guy comes here.
0: Hey, I like it. I'd like Will Mallory. We'll see. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll find a way to catch up with Will before the draft. But uh, that'll do it for this news for Jacks podcast. And we'll catch up with you next time.